Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Promenade Middle East. I'm your Middle East correspondent, Megan Cohen, and here is the news from August 26. Israel ordered northern residents to shelter in place after a security concern in the area. After hearing gunfire from Lebanon, the IDF fired flares across the border. A curfew was in effect overnight, but earlier this morning, Israeli time shots were fired at Israeli soldiers. Israel struck Hezbollah outposts in response. Nine residents of East Jerusalem were arrested under suspicion of helping Palestinian Authority security authorities carry out missions in Israeli territory, which is illegal both under, obviously, Israeli law and also the Oslo Accords. And in terms of Israel and Gaza, Israel targeted Hamas underground infrastructure in Gaza in response to ongoing incendiary balloon attacks. One IED balloon exploded today on the ground and many exploded mid-air. And Turkey's COVID-19 cases reached an all-summer high yesterday as they reintroduced limited restrictions. Yesterday, the Istanbul police detained someone who is suspected to be a member of the Islamic State for reportedly planning a, quote, sensational attack. In fact, the UN counterterrorism chief reported over 10,000 ISIS operatives are still active in Iraq and Syria. The group was certainly subdued, but not defeated. And in another effort to prove its incompetence, the U.N. Security Council vocally disapproved the U.S. plea to reinstate sanctions against Iran using the JCPOA snapback clause. Since the 2015 Iran deal, the country has only continued to make serious threats against the U.S. and its own neighbors. Iran has also continued to fund regional terrorist groups such as Hezbollah and has still had a dismal record on human rights internally. Thus, the idea that the world should reward the country for not changing its behavior at all by any Ending the arms embargo is frankly ridiculous. However, Rouhani stated that Iran and the U.S. could come to an agreement again if the U.S. apologizes and returns to the JCPOA. The head of Iran's atomic energy organization, Ali Akbar Salehi, said that Iran would not accept any commitments beyond this agreement. IAEA Chief Grossi sat with important figures of the Iranian nuclear program and praised their willingness to cooperate. Salehi returned the compliment by highlighting the IAEA's values of, quote, impartiality and professionalism, end quote. Let's be real, though. You can't exactly not cooperate with the UN watchdog. Back to the college RA example from a few days ago, you're not going to tell them where you're hiding the things that can get you in trouble. And Iranian security forces in Isfahan arrested a couple and confiscated their things for the severe crime of practicing the Baha'i faith. That's exactly the dismal record on internal human rights that I was talking about earlier. In Egypt, the director for the Cairo Institute for Human Rights Studies has been sentenced to 15 years in prison, although he is currently in self-imposed exile in France. His crime, as far as I know, is posting critical tweets on social media and participating in anti-government activity abroad. A QAP, or Al-Qaeda, in the Arabian Peninsula blew up a medical center used by a Yemeni dentist the group executed and crucified for the suspicion of guiding U.S. airstrikes on August 15th. While Pakistan encouraged inter-Afghani peace talks to begin, the Taliban claimed a suicide attack against an Afghani army base which killed three. A Taliban spokesperson said the attack was in retaliation for a video of Afghani troops desecrating the bodies of Taliban soldiers.
And finally, let's talk about Pompeo's Middle East tour. A UAE diplomat told an Israeli newspaper that this tour is only a preliminary measure for a peace conference the U.S. is planning. Yesterday, Pompeo took the first direct flight from Tel Aviv to Khartoum in Sudan in an effort to sway the Sudanese to normalize ties with Israel. There have been many mixed statements from Sudan regarding the matter. Today, he will speak to officials in Bahrain. And that's it from the Middle East for today. I'm your Middle East correspondent, Megan Cohen, and I will speak to you again soon.